This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Good evening. This is Nat. It's uh, getting to be dark here in Los Angeles, about nine o'clock at night. Last one I did early in the morning, this one I'm doing in the evening. So today I'm going to be talking to you and discussing with you discouragement and moving from discouragement into uh, courage and into how to get out of discouragement. Uh, But first, I had an idea and... So I thought I'd ask my listeners out there, any of you, to write me. Uh, You can get to me through um, my website, transcend.online, and write me any questions you might have, uh, and write me any um, areas that you might like me to discuss or look at on the show. And I'd love to hear from you. And maybe I'll even, um, when I have a guest, or uh, even if I don't have a guest, maybe I can get some people to also help me answer some questions. And I think that could be a fun thing as well. So if you have any questions, and one of the things that just came up uh, as I was thinking about this is for years, I actually um, helped JR. Uh, John Roger, my spiritual teacher, I helped him with his correspondence and he'd get hundreds of emails every day and many, many correspondences. Um, He had Betsy, his secretary, handle a lot of the many multitude of incoming and she would uh, write them up in an email for him. And over the years, he created these boilerplate responses because though most people think that uh, what they're going through is unique and special, really what what I found over the years is that most of us actually have very similar situations, challenges, issues, and things that we all go through. Um, And that's been one of the great things when I've done a lot of different trainings and workshops um, where I'm working out my issues is that you really do find that we're all in this together and that a lot of us have um, very similar issues. So over the years, Jared would create what he called boilerplates, which were um, predetermined responses about different subjects. And so Betsy would write, write up to JR, uh, either give a synopsis or um, the whole letter when necessary uh, from all these different people who would write him from all over the world. And uh, there were others who would help through the years too, but then she would put in, you know, do we put a boilerplate on drugs? Do we put a boilerplate on divorce? We, you know, she would give him the options and he would um, often respond uh, by checking off which boilerplates as well as putting in his, uh, his specific um, response to each person as well as, as the boilerplates. Uh, so for many, many years, uh, I would 
there was a few of us on JR's staff and we would sit with him and read him his emails uh, in the evening usually and go over the responses. And so we would have, um, you know, we were exposed to all these different issues and all his, how he would respond. Um, and it was really an interesting thing. And it was one way that he really assisted and, and served so many people in their dealing with their challenges um, and him being very available in that way uh, to assist people. And so it was really a pleasure to be of service in that way and to um, have that experience of uh, going through his correspondences and assisting him with uh, his responses and writing them up and checking it off and all of that. So anyway, um, it, you're welcome to write uh, questions you may have that you want to hear on the show. Um, it just made me remember that. So I thought I'd tell that story, but, um, anything you, any areas that you think might be interesting, uh, that you're dealing with any challenges, um, that you're dealing with, uh, personally, um, I, I really do like to keep it, uh, something that's really, um, that could help you, uh, because to me, that's what this is about. It's not so much about, um, the ideas is as much as much as the show is really about uh, integrating these spiritual teachings in our everyday lives. So feel free to get me through that um, through my website, transcend.online. You can go to the contact page and just uh, write me from there. And uh, let's see how that works. So let's get into the discourage, uh, discouragement, or let's get out of the discouragement, I should say. Um, so I, today, uh, and last night and today, I really went into some discouragement. I really had a lot of discouragement. And so it took me a lot to work through and work on and get through, um, into a better place. And I don't know that I'm a hundred percent there yet, but th what I'm going to share with you is what really helped me and what really helped me in dealing uh, with my discouragement in terms of being able to effectively get to a better place with it. Um, and so I thought that this could be something that could really help you. Now, it's, I've based this uh, on a John Rogers seminar called Discovering Courage and Discouragement. And you can get that on MSIA.org, uh, their website. Um, but it is a great seminar where Jared goes through 10 factors of discouragement that, that causes that we get into um, our discouragement. And so I'm going to deal with just two of those 10 in this episode. Um, in my life today, I dealt with three of them and um, I came up with questions and questions that I could ask myself uh, to assist me in dealing with the discouragement. And I'm going to share those with you. And I also use the technique, which is what really made it powerful for me because um, I did this as an inner process. Now, 
I found it very valuable and I used the inner counsel that I discussed in, it wasn't, I, don't, I think it was the episode before last episode. So it was episode 19 um, is the episode that I talk about it. And I, so if you haven't checked that out, the inner council, you might want to check out episode 19 so you can know what I'm talking about here. So anyway, I went into my inner council and a lot of this um, was a discussion between me and my high self um, and me and my basic self. And, and, and then I also had JR in there and, and others that, um, that came in that I, that I discussed this with, but a lot of it was just me doing a process. Now, those of you who have done workshops and things where there's, um, where there's questions and somebody asks questions, somebody answers or, uh, that kind of workshop, th that's the kind of thing I was doing in my inner council. And so most of it was just me answering these questions, um, and then, and then discussing, uh, the solutions and discussing what was on track for me and then getting feedback from um, my inner counsel and my high self. And so that is something that, um, that I use. So I'm going to go how I think I'll structure this is that I'm going to go over a couple of the factors. I'm going to go over um, the questions that I ask myself. And then I'm also going to post these um, couple of factors and the questions that I used uh, on my website, on transcend.online, um, in the post that has to do with this episode, which is going to be episode 21. And so, he, so I'm going to start by having actually JR talk about the first factor um, that we're going to discuss, which is actually his first factor. And so I'm going to roll that tape right now for you. Here are the types of questions and situations that we get involved in that have the underlying factor of discouragement. The first one is, what are we living for? We ask ourselves the question, why am I here? What am I to do? Then we get on our knees and we pray, and we pray to God in all types of shapes and forms and sizes and supplications and pleas and bargaining. And there's no answer. No answer seems to come. And of course, when there's no answer, we get discouraged because then we're sure there's no God because why would God not answer us in the moment of asking the most profound question? There's a story of a man who went down to a street to a pet shop and he saw little guinea pigs running in a circle. And he talked to the owner. He says, why are they doing that? He says, because that's what life is all about. <laughs> We're on a wheel and we just keep going in circles. Oh, this made the man more discouraged than ever. <laughs> and he went home and he said, what's the use? I might just as well die, but he couldn't. He didn't have the courage to take his own life. And he was so discouraged, he didn't have the wit to get out and do anything about it. So he sit in that morass of consciousness that is really hard to define until you've been in that. So in the moment of his darkest, deepest moment, where everything was catastrophe, disaster, all the terrible words that he thought was going on, it wasn't that bad, but in discouragement, that's how we read it. 
we have to make it real bad or why be discouraged? There was only one thing that came to his mind, which was his answer. He says, I can think. Because I can think, I have a future. And if I have a future, I have the solution. I can grow. And the answer to that, why are we here? We're here to grow spiritually, mentally, financially, and to keep developing by being of service. It also keeps life interesting. So in the moment of discouragement, you can always serve. It might not be the best that you can do, but it is that movement towards the action of being, of learning, of giving. So if you're dealing with uh, the questions of what is the point of life, um, what am I living for? And that's the factor that you're dealing with, um, which was one of the ones that I was dealing with today. Um, and so the point that JR makes clear is the point is to grow, to grow spiritually, mentally, financially, etc. And um, we grow by being of service to others. So the solution, what I call the solution to courage, is service. Because if you look at discouragement, it, it's basically saying discourage. So what's the opposite? To me, that would be courage. So the solution to courage is service. So the questions that I answered in my inner counsel um, is, number one, how can I be more of service in my life? Uh, number two was, what can I do in my life to help someone else? And this could be the needy or um, doing something for a friend, for family, but it, it's specifically, what can I specifically do to help someone? And, and who is that? Um, and then what's the next step I can take to do that? And then it's doing that. So that's, that's the last step. Um, and so those are the questions I ask myself and the answers that I got, the um, solution and the action that I got is something that I would then discuss with my counsel and refine that uh, for myself on what's on track, what's clear for me, um, and get their wisdom. Um, so that, that's, the, that's how I did it, and that was really effective um, for me. And so then I'm going to go uh, into the next one. Um, and I had three today, but I'm just going to do two on the show. And the next one was a factor of discouragement number six, which is criticism. So I'm going to have JR, uh, an excerpt from JR. I'm going to have JR introduce this next factor. The sixth one I came up with, why I get discouraged. It's because of the problem of criticism. I'm always being criticized. I can't seem to do anything right or wrong. Right. That may sound like double talk, but some of you have had that happen to you. You see, if we can't take criticism, we get discouraged. It runs something like this. 
No matter what I do, I can't please you. No matter how I try to please you, I can't do it enough. No matter how much I do, it's too much, not right, or I did it upside down or wrong. Would you just let me do it just to do it? Just to do it? I remember when <laughs> I was pretty young and I was playing with a young friend of mine and they used to have the ditches for running water down in front of the houses for irrigation. They were called irrigation ditches. And in the better sections of towns, they were covered with wood. And in some of the sections of town, they were open. And of course, you know that water seeps out into the dirt and makes mud. So I was visiting with a friend, and we were out playing in the irrigation ditch. And in the process of playing, we got wet. We got muddy. We got dirty. And his mother yelled out the window to him. And I don't remember some of the statements she made to him because they were calling him nasty words. Well, it may have been true. I mean, I wasn't around him that much. She was. She would know. <laughs> she said, what have I told you about playing in the water and the mud? Can't you do anything right? And I, I sit there for a minute. I thought, I wonder if there's a right way to play in this. <laughs> and we were doing okay until she brought it up. <laughs> we had mud all over, water all over. I mean, I played in a lot of irrigation ditches. I didn't need her to critique it. I don't think she'd been one in years. <laughs> Probably could have shown her a thing or two. I don't think she wanted to see a thing or two. But of course, the point of view is criticizing the youngster for getting dirty, for getting muddy, for doing all those things that are wrong. Let's just digress and look at why. Why the criticism? Underneath that, there is inside of us a, oh, let's say a, a level of discernment that knows perfection. And we want people to be perfect. So the teacher criticizes the students. The students criticize the teachers. The husband criticizes the wife. The wife criticizes the husband. The parents criticize the children. The children criticize the parents. And all they're wanting is for everybody to be perfect according to each one's level of their idea of perfection. It's difficult. I can't please anybody. If I can't please anybody, why try? That's called discouragement. If we will look for the lesson in the criticism, then we can learn from each statement that's made to us by friend or enemy, and we can grow regardless of what their intent was, because our intention is to grow and blossom. There's a story told of a little boy in, in Chicago who was selling newspapers, and he asked the lady if she'd like to buy a newspaper. She said, not from you, you dirty, filthy little rag muffin you. And of course, he got a little discouraged about that. He didn't sell any more papers that day, and he went home, and he thought about it, and he realized that he was dirty, so he cleaned himself up, and he knew he had a dirty mouth. Well, in the essence, he cleaned up his whole act, and the next day, he sold more papers than ever before, and he went on to buy a newspaper stand went from the newspaper stand into a big store, and his 
one key word for all of his employees was keep it clean. Might sound a little trite, but he owns one of the biggest stores in Chicago. In the due course of time, newspaper people came to talk to him and said, what do you attribute your success to? And he said, I attribute it to my ability to take criticism and use it to my advantage. Inside of each one of us, there's this stream of consciousness of perfection. Do you know from Florida to New England, there's a stream called the Gulf Stream. And it supplies warm water in the northern part of the country. It makes a difference in the climate, the environment. If it flows differently, there's going to be trouble in parts of the world. And each one of us has this same Gulf Stream inside of us. That's the Gulf Stream of perfection. But that stream, if we look at the word Gulf, also creates a gulf between us, a gap, a separation. Because we demand that they be perfect according to our gulf stream of consciousness. And yet if we take the word gulf and change it from one letter to another one, the U to an O, we have a gulf which is the way you play a game. So if you take the stream of perfection consciousness and play with it, you then have a game. And the game is one where we then share and learn from each other. So we can have a golf stream that gets us all wet. Or we can have a golf stream of playing a game. And all of those we have to decide in ourself. Don't ask for perfection. And the solution to this do the best we can with what we got to work with, with where we are. And ask ourselves, am I doing the best I can? If you get no, look around to see where it can be changed and improved. And then go ahead and do that. It's all right with me. You might say, well, John Roger, how will I know the difference between negative criticism and positive criticism? Very simple. Does the criticism give a positive direction? Or is it simply a statement against you? If somebody gives you criticism with a direction of how to do and make better and grow, it's for you. But all of it is is picking at you and not giving you a chance to change and grow. Why don't you just dismiss that one and let it go? You have that right. So that is uh, the factor of criticism. So if you find yourself saying, I can't seem to do anything right, or no matter what I do, I can't please you, um, you may be dealing with this factor of discouragement. And underneath criticism is a knowing inside of us of perfection, and we want others and ourselves to be perfect. So the solution to courage is to do the best you can and look for the lesson in the criticism using the criticism to your advantage. So the questions that I asked is what is the criticism from others or myself that has until now caused me to go into feelings of discouragement? 
Uh, so the first thing I do is just address what those, uh, what those criticisms are for me. Um, and then the next question is, is there any truth behind the criticism? Or maybe it should be, is there any truth in the criticism? Um, so that I can look at that, just like the boy in JR's story that uh, was dirty and took that, that truth that was in the criticism and uh, cleaned himself up. The next question is, if I could use that information to my advantage, what would that look like? And the last question is, what is a positive step I can take in that direction right now? And so these are the questions that I um, found valuable for me to, to move myself and to find the solutions within myself and definitely using the inner counsel within myself um, to find that. And I, I'm going to end it. Um, well, first off, you can have, you don't have to remember these questions or try to write them down. They'll be on my website. And uh, definitely just a note, a reminder, call yourself in the light before you do this. Um, ask that any negativity that can be released be taken through the light, through the traveler, into the nothingness from which it came and um, the only that which is for the highest good come forward. I always think it's a great idea to call yourself into the light before you do any of these inner processes. Um, and before you do anything outwardly too, it's great. So that's a little reminder. Um, I'm going to leave you, actually, I'm going to play this uh, last one because to me, this is the encouragement that it kind of tickled me inside and um, I really loved this story. And so I'm going to just play it for you right now. You know, in closing this, I'm going to do with a little story. Two frogs were playing along on a vat with cream in it, and they fell in, and they were swimming around. These frogs were swimming, and one got real hopeless, discouraged, said, we can never get out, and he just sunk the bottom and drowned. And the other frog said, not me, boy, I'm just going to kick and swim to my last breath. And it wasn't too long till he had churned the cream into butter. <laughs> and there he was sitting on this mound of butter, and then he just hopped off. Now, I don't want you to get the impression I think you're frogs or toads. <laughs> but look, keep kicking, keep swimming, keep stroking, even when you think you can't do it anyway. Why? Because you may be building underneath you the security on which you can stand on to reach to the next level. And often you don't know it until the next level is seen and you reach and take it. Don't forget to reach out and take it. And then share it. So that story of the frogs I love. And, um, and as Jared said, you know, you reach out, take it, and you share it. So I'm sharing my process with you that hopefully uh, this can help you if you find yourself going through discouragement. And so if anyone asks you, now I recommend you keep kicking, you keep going. And that's such an important message is that you just got to keep going and keep going for it. And um, so if anyone asks you, uh, what, what have you been up to? You can say, I'm making butter. <laughs> I'm a frog making butter. Anyway, and only those who uh, listen to this um, 
maybe you can refer them to this episode because uh, they will have no idea what you're saying. Uh, so one of the other things I actually did today is I I listened to the very first episode I did on nuclear radiation from Ground Point Zero um, because I wanted to remember the questions that I got out of that seminar, um, which really helped me too. So it's funny, my own episodes uh, are actually helping me. And then I remembered the song that I, uh, I, I recorded and I wrote and recorded, um, wrote with JR many years ago. And I, I probably haven't even heard it for, God, I don't even know, like maybe six years or something. I have no idea. And it's called Don't Let the World Get You Down. And uh, I, so I played it. And it made me laugh because I totally forgot that uh, I had JR count, count us into the song. So after the little melodies in the beginning, the little harmonies, um, JR actually is counting, counting the so- us into the song. So I'm going to just leave you and finish this episode with that song. Um, called Don't Let the World Get You Down, that I recorded many, many moons ago. So God bless you all, and I look forward to hearing your questions. Some love and joy 
Hey, 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 hey,